Hey everyone, welcome to The Legal Life. My name is Sam Schnazzy. They call me Schnaz. Doing something a bit different this week. We've had a lot to talk about. Thanks to everyone for tuning into the episode on Wednesday. It's still there. You can all listen to it. Episode 24. But since then, we have had a big exhibition game of Rugby League called State of Origin Game 2. I thought I'd give my mate Brooksy a call. I'm sure he's got a few opinions on it. So let's just um, see if he's home. I'll give him a call right now. Schnaz, what brings you to my phone on this lovely Friday morning? Brooksy, I know it's a surprise. I know I'm doing the pop-in, but Origin 2, wow. It was a good game. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, compared, you... compared to game one, yeah. it, was, it was almost like the greatest game of all time. But it was open, tough, and competitive. Like, it, I mean, you sort of felt like Queensland... Points-wise, at least, had enough in them to win the game. But New South Wales certainly hung in there and definitely a few chances yeah. went astray, unfortunately, for them. We sort of knew that Tyson Frizzell was um, going to be starting for Greg Bird. And I was a bit I was a bit like, oh. It might allow him to play like 50 minutes, play hard, two sessions sort of thing. But how good was he, Schnaz? I've been watching him since he was a little fella at the Sharkies yeah. NYC team, and he was honestly back then one of my favourite players to watch. Mm. And he's definitely been great for the Dragons. This was a new level of excellence for him, and I was really happy for him. He's a, he's a terrific fella. He's worked hard to be there. He's not that old still. He's still pretty young. Yeah. And I, I thought it, it displayed everything that's great about him. He's a tough, big man, but with, with some attack... <clears throat> Definitely a lot of attack in his um, in his arsenal, and that chase to try and stop Dane Gagai in the runaway try, which unfortunately he was he was sort of put off his run actually by one of the defenders. No one's really talking about. Oh, that. your boy Cooper Cronk was it Cronk touching him it? up? Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was grabbing him. Well, <laughs> no, nah, that... it was fine. He had front position, I thought, yeah. and you know what? It made it even better. And I reckon. Sharks and Dragons fans, I was in particular, I was thinking to myself, he's got a chance to catch him. I knew Gagai had a bit of a thigh injury, mm. but I don't know if you did, Schnaz, but I was like, Frizz is going to get bloody close here. Like, oh. he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna at least get an ankle tap, and he did. Like, he caught up to him. I didn't, I didn't realise until sort of the you know, last quarter of the run. I thought, oh, look at this. In that moment, and they'll talk about it, you know, forever origin moments, which you and I know yeah. just drives us up the wall. But uh, <laughs> that was a that showed the sort of player he is. And, and yeah. forget about state of origin and grand finals. Yeah. You know, you play this game, and that's how you're supposed to play it. And and as we said, maybe two seconds earlier, and he would have he would have stopped him. Yeah, he had a great game. He ended up getting that try in the second half. He nearly had a second. <laughs> Michael Jennings. <laughs> oh. oh, the poor bloke. Like Game to remember. He, I'm get, I'm, I reckon any other rugby league player would have done exactly the same thing of as uh, Jenko did on that play. Okay. And then like later on, he sort of fumbled one over the line. Again, it was a tough one. He had a very but, unhappy game in defence, and I think that those two errors yeah. in attack... Mm. Just projected it all. It amplified, multiplied it. It was um, an unhappy game for him, and and he, along with seemingly three quarters of the team, are now being asked to step aside for game three of the future. Apparently, they can't play rugby league anymore. 
this is the thing, Schnaz, though, but like the guy, the Queensland team are just it's making it's making everyone go mental south of the border. You're like, right. what that's are we a, doing that's wrong? A, that's What's a fantastic wrong? way of putting it, Brooksy. I haven't heard that yet. New South it's Wales just, is going insane. Yeah, it, everyone's just trying to like work out what we can do. Like, but straight up, Cam Smith and Jonathan Thurston just absolutely controlled most of that game. They knew when to when to strike. And JT was under pressure. Don't get me wrong. Josh Jackson put on an amazing hit on JT and one of the kicks. Yeah. And I think Fatty in his call was like, oh, that's late and high. And then he looked at the replay and he was like, <laughs> no, it wasn't late, but it was certainly high. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, with the nipples an hour, <laughs> like a, a targeted uh, yeah. a, a endangered species. Sorry. Now, Brooksy, um, I want yeah. to talk about two things in particular on this surprise pop-in legal life yeah. to you. And you've mentioned them both. Yeah. And that is the coverage. <laughs> and I also want to talk about um, the reactions from from punters, but also from very public punters. But let's get into yeah. the coverage. Yeah. Give, give me some of your thoughts. What, Channel 9, how'd they go? Did they pass? Were they, did they excel? Did they fail? What, what do you think? And why? Mate, it was funny because... That day I was watching like some old Origin games, and I think I mentioned it on the on the podcast we did. And uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, how good was East Lake and Warren? It was them, you know, just going, you know, every ten minutes, sort of commentating. This was four guys at a pub, just like just going at it, like just chiming in. Sometimes, like you know, Fatty would say something like, "Are you serious?" Like you know, during the commentary, and mate, if if New South Wales are having a clean out, I think Channel 9's got to think about the same thing too. 11 years, we've pretty much had this uh, commentary team for that long. I'm Don't get me wrong, I've always been a fan of these guys. Like, I love their their commentary. They're also, they're just the way they get along with each other. Sometimes the fights, you know, initially were cute. You know, those little verbals between Rabs and Gus, you know, particularly on Sunday Arvo footy where it's a bit more lax. But, schnaz, it was, it was terrible. I was actually contemplating listening to the radio next for game three do, do and trying think- to find someone who, who's just not like – it just seems like there's a massive agenda there with some of the guys on the commentary team or – there's a bitterness there. Do you think for starters, Brooksy, they need to um, streamline a little bit? Yeah, possibly. Oh, there, was, like, there was one point where Rabs threw down a Darren Lockyer, and it was after he'd thrown to Brad Fittler, and it was after yeah. Fatty and Sturlow and Gus had had their say, and he said, yeah. all right, Darren, now it's your turn. In his tone, he was almost saying like, well, this is ridiculous. I can't even yeah. call the game. They've got so much time before, during, and after. I just don't know. Like, we're just flooded with all these, like, takes of the game, pre-game, during, after. Like, there's plenty of talk afterwards. And as we heard, like, Phil Gould got his, got his opinion out there about the New South Wales team. Mm. But, like, it's just too much. They need to bring it back a bit. Like, and just have a couple of commentators. Yeah, have the guys down in the sheds. It's, it's great. That's what we want to see. But, leave, like, you know, leave it at that. Now, Maybe what, talk about it before and after the game. What do you think about the fact they've almost got this New South Wales versus Queensland commentary team? Because me, personally, 
I don't like any bias at all when I'm watching a game of sport. Yeah. So, yeah. and I understand that this is a bit different. It's a it's a huge game, and it's got all this feeling and emotion and history. But when you have people, for example, like Gus saying in the last ten minutes, you know, we need to score next to be in this match, or yeah. you have Fatty or Lockie are saying the same thing using you know their side of of, of the uh, of the state. It really just kind of rubs me the wrong way, like in a in a massive, in a massive negative tone. Like I, I don't want to hear yeah. that. I don't. It's almost like a, the coach of the team is commentating. Yeah, and that's and that goes back to my point. Like it just puts people off. Like you're putting so many people off by saying something that's not real. Like you know, it just I. Look, my, this, my this, opinion this on isn't, this... Sorry, Brooksy, this isn't yeah. like a Fox v Channel 9 thing. No, no, no. Because no. A, you don't work with Fox at the moment, and B, you know, that's not really who I am. My point about that is I would never hear Brandy Alexander calling a Penrith game and say, we need to do this. I think that's the whole thing of it, though, Shnaz. Like, the, the whole mentality of Origin and how uh, Channel Channel 9, as being the, the official broadcasters over the years... Have um have done. They've made it an us against them, and and this just goes back to the fact that people don't want to move Origin. It's only New South Wales and Queensland's game, and that small mentality about Origin, like from the NRL or from the fans and the NRL and Channel Nine, is not going to like this is this is our spectacle that we can give to people all over the world, all over all over Australia. Let's be professional about it. Let's go, okay, there's one team from New South Wales and one team from Queensland. That's where predominantly the players are from the NRL in Australia. So let's let's big it up and show this as a showcase of, yeah, what I'm really trying to say is that yeah. they need to be more professional with it. Yeah. You know, and it just shows you where the NRL is with promoting the game. And we've talked about this, obviously, with my trip to the States and stuff. That they're just, I don't know, they're just not interested in promoting the game outside of the 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 two major states, really. I thought Yvonne Sampson, again, handled herself really well yeah. as host and, and you know, sitting on a panel with all those former stars. I liked her. I like, I like Yvonne, yeah. Peter Sterling is always good with his analysis. There, there are some yeah. things that you can kind of rely on these days with the coverage. Yeah. And then there's some things that you uh, come to expect. And we had that at the end of the game in the post-match coverage, which... Uh, if people didn't see it, they certainly would have heard about it in the press uh, on Thursday. And that was Joey Jones and Gus Gould in particular yeah. airing their views, which they're perfectly entitled to do. And Gus is a former coach, uh, I guess the most successful yeah. New South Wales coach. He really hit hard and um, he basically said, without mentioning any names at all, which was a little bit gutless, I thought, he said that playing leadership... <laughs> for the last 10 years, um, has been too dominant. It's been the wrong kind of leaders in the group, and it's held back the team winning. And I I was really blown away by that because we know he's talking about Paul Gallen. We know he's talking to a lesser degree about Robbie Farah. Um, I think there's definitely got to be some Bob Fulton in there too, Schnaz. You think so? I think, it's, I think, it's, I think it could, yeah, he, he was talking about the management as well. Okay. Like, no, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. Okay. And that's... And this is where he, because of his of his stature at Penrith, I'm sure he's looking at what he does, what he's doing at Penrith, and how New South Wales is treated, and probably sees a bit of a difference there. He's yeah. very much like, 
you know who's playing well at the time. This is this is my this is how I'm going to set the team up for the future. He's always thinking about the future. Yet at the same time, we'll make the hard decisions. You know, like we've seen this week, okay. you see Yara. Okay. And I think I definitely think yes, there is players involved. And you know, it's like yeah, these guys have done us a great service. And and think about what he did with Penrith too. He got rid of Luke Lewis. He got rid of Michael Jennings. You know, he, a few of the a few of the stars, and initially he was criticised for that. Well, Guys that were local juniors, you know. Let's keep talking about this, Brooksy, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll end it with um, talking about whether where we think the players should come from, which is what Gus is getting at. But yeah. on the Paul Gallon issue, which is obviously it's not dear to my heart, but it's something yeah. very topical to me. I mean, I agree with a bunch of what's said about him, and that he does control the the game as much as he can. And yeah. in years gone by at Cronulla at the very least, he's definitely um, had too many touches of the ball. I look at him this year, and this year his team's coming first. His team yeah. is in the top two attacking statistical teams. He is in club career best form. I understand that people have an idea of how he plays, and, and if you have that idea, then maybe you haven't seen him this year that much and you keep that idea. But the fact that Gould essentially said, in my opinion, that he touches the ball too much and has done for the last 10 years. Therefore, we haven't had dominant halves that we can keep for three or four uh, years at a time. I think it is absolute crap and a cheap shot because let's look at the facts. We haven't had halves good enough to keep for two, three, four years at a time. You can't tell me that the halves that won us... Not why, why am I saying us? I don't care. The halves that won New South Wales the tournament, they're not in good enough form this year to play, correct? Yeah, obviously suspension, injury, the Knights tanking for the NRL draft next year. So how, um, <laughs> how is that Paul Gallon's fault for doing too many hit-ups? He's trying to, trying to make a statement here. <laughs> Schnaz, I, like I said, like I said to you before, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a ridiculous statement to say without putting any names on it. Imagine just going into a workplace and saying, oh, "I don't like what's going on around here." Um, I'm not going to name, any, not going to speak to anyone in particular or speak about anyone in particular, but it stinks. I but, do, I do agree with the sentiment that a lot of, particularly social media people, are saying that um, game three. You can have a, a clean out and start with yeah. young kids. Like I've got no problem with that. Yeah. Gallons of a farewell, maybe, but do I care? Not really. And it probably is a good time to have some young guys come in because you're at home. There's yeah. no pressure on them. And I mean, there's only three games a year. You need to really it's a, make those it's a freebie. Calls. Yeah, yeah, it's a freebie just to go. Oh, well, we've lost this series. Let's let's play play some guys. I think what they need to do is is have like a deep. Like Daly touched on this on NRL 360 last night. I had, had a quick look at his interview well, because I wanted to see what he was going to say. I knew they would ask him about the, yeah. the comments from Gus Gould. They, well, they've got to build like a depth of each position, right? He, he was talking about build, bringing young guys into the squad so when they do get called up, like let's, for instance, Bryce Cartwright, who will obviously be called up either in Game 3 or in 2017, that they've already been in there. They've already been at training and and you know the the Raiders knocked back Joey Leilua to do a similar sort of thing, but if for the good of the state, if they really want, if the other if the other 
play, uh, coaches and teams from New South Wales and, and ACT in particular want this team to succeed. I think they really need to go in and go, you know what? These are our, I'm just saying this as a figure, 22 players that we want to pick our 17 from this year. You know, we're not going to go outside of it. We're not going to go and pick someone randomly who's played well for three games in June while mm. on while there's been buy rounds and Origin players obviously missing. Mm. But pick that squad. And, yeah, over time, over seasons, yeah, maybe add to it and... and, and and remove players, but keep that squad to get that that core of the squad squad together, yeah. and and get them training, get them playing with each other. You know, a lot of them will be combinations that come from club level, like you guys have had yeah. um, four of your Sharkies, or would have been five if not for Wade Graham's suspension yeah. in the side, which is good. They're already bringing that from cl- club level. Let me ask you two things. Number one, I got a text from my dad, and for those who don't know, my dad is a you know, healthy, reasonably fit, reasonably sound and mind-bodied uh, 78-year-old rugby league fan. He sent me a text last night and he said, are you watching NRL 360? Is Laurie Daly drunk? <laughs> Do you have any reason why he would send me that text? He was put on the spot quite a bit. And okay. I think that he probably was asked some tough questions that, you know, origin coaches have probably choose to decline over the years. Yeah. I think there's a bit of bad sentiment towards Laurie, as, as your dad has probably uh, suggested <laughs> in his text. But um, yeah, I, I think he, I think he's got what what do you, what do you say? And like I said before, Shanaz, I think mm. he's got a bit of a plan there. And I, I really dislike what Phil Gould had to say because it, a lot of people respect Phil Gould, mm-hmm. and now they're off Laurie, and it's not his place to say that. I, I don't. Think. I don't think he should be going out and bagging out people, not putting their names to it, mm. and then people assuming, oh, he's talking about Laurie, he's talking about this. Like, just say it. Just come out. If you want the job, if you want to lead New South Wales, just put your hand up. Well, in the last... In don't the last... go around bitching around about people like, and not really put any names to it on air. In the last 24 hours, I've seen and heard and read people like Ben Elias come out and say the same thing and, and just absolutely rip into yeah. Gussie and say, if you want the job, do it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know. It's building It's building up this whole everyone's going crazy south yeah. of the border well, sentiment because... I should it's... say that I should say Ben Elias was in Prague for some reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and last, of course he was. Last night, I happened to see the footy show and yeah. I don't watch it that often, but it was on and there was some good origin stuff. And yeah. they had Chief Harrigan on as a as a host. I, I think just for sort of sentimental reasons, and he he promoted the Mark Hughes Foundation, which is a great cause. Fatty put him on the spot and said, "You know, what do you think about Gus's thoughts and what would you do?" And he had a controlled, thoughtful response. It was almost laboured for about two minutes, and yeah. he, he just sort of said, "You know, the players for the last ten years have put in. Mm. They they haven't been the right selections all ten years." And he said he pretty much had to go at Fulton. Without naming Fulton, and he said the selections yeah. <laughs> have just been no, but he, at least he said it. He said the selections yeah. have been. Have, I think he used the word shit. He said they've just been shit. And he's you know a former great, and he even he was saying like they're not that far off the mark. And 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 pretty much what we're saying, everyone's gone nuts. 
it's an it's, interesting place we find ourselves in. I, yeah. I, I'm happy, Brooksy, for the kids to come in. I really am. I don't know if it's easy as what, what Mark Guy is doing. He's putting out his 17 and they're pretty much like all 20-year-olds ready to go. Definitely we have enough young players like like Jack Bird, Bryce Cartwright. The Frizz. The Frizz leading by example. There's a whole bunch of those guys yeah. that you can build a team around. Um, yeah, there's guys that aren't even in the team like Jake Travojevic, Ryan James, like guys like that that mm. I just I, – I, I want to see them – like whilst they're playing well, get given a go, and game three is an opportunity to see how they go. Yeah, it's not not going to be the hype of a game one or you know uh, a game three when it's one all, but like it, it, it's a taste. It's a taste of what they might be about. Who and do you um? Who do you think's going to play hooker in the future? I honestly, there's only real, for me. There's only really two contenders: Nathan Peets and and Mitch Rain mm-hmm. and and. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing Mitch Rain play um, mm. with all this talent around him. I think mm. he gives a lot out of dummy half. And an interesting stat I saw on NRL, like um, I think it was NRL.com's graphic of Cameron Smith versus the New South Wales hookers over his 36-game career. The New <laughs> South Wales hookers combined for one line break and two line break assists in those 36 games. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, it, I'm like, Mitch Rain might be able to do a bit of damage out of dummy half. Like, he he really feeds off the forward pack. and He's a, and classic, also, he's a classic hooker. I, I'd like to see him in there, but credit where credit's due, Nathan Peets would be amazing, not only on but off the field for that team. I reckon he's, yeah. you can tell, like, he's got, there's something about him that everyone likes him. He's... He's he's a bit of a character. He'll play hard, yeah. Um, and he may not get home after the game due to not filling up his petrol tank. Yeah. What else do you want? He's he's one of those he's one of those characters that I, I I'd love to see him in in a Blues jersey. And I think he's I think he's definitely one of those uh, either one of those two. And and that's where I think we have had a bit of trouble um, in the last few years and. I like those two as, as potential options for 2017, maybe even game three. Now, Laurie has come out and said there won't be any dramatic changes. Is that correct? Yeah, I, th- I didn't actually see him say anything about that. But yeah, I, I guess only really to replace, like we need a replacement for Reynolds who's out long term. Mm. And oh, and saying that too, I think Michael Morgan's done, had a, done a pretty bad knee injury. Oh, really? It'll keep him out for a month. Or two, yeah. Okay. So a couple of casualties there, Schnauz. Okay. But yeah, I think we've got that one. Like it'll be Reynolds. Um, Dukes is probably going to be back. I don't know if Dukes can play halfback. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so there might. It looks like there will be a couple of changes. You would think straight up. I don't know how um, Farrah's feeling after Woodsy knocked him out in the 80th minute. Do you reckon Woods is like, well? Game two's done. The series is done. What can I do now? Okay. Oh, I've got to just to take out Robbie so we don't need him for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, I mean, Robbie's an interesting character. I mean, you've heard me talk very negatively about him. The fact yeah. is he's been chosen on the bench for his team. He's not even yeah. a starting hooker. He's the starting hooker for the New South Wales team. So, yeah. It's it's a man. It's a messy. It's getting messier by the minute. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing too. Schnaz, like he's picking players that aren't obviously in good situations in, at club level. Well, as I, well, I, I think like, maybe Gus would have 
made a lot more sense and friends by actually just, as we've said, put some names to the faces and he could have said something like, we've had a guy who's been threatened to play reserve grade all year, yeah. yet the New South Wales coach already picked him over summer before a ball was kicked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that that kind of thing is a bit of a problem. Maybe maybe Laurie could manage his media a little bit better. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not, but uh, it's a... It's a tough gig for the coaches. I think they kind of walk in thinking it'd be pretty cruisy three games a year, a lot of money. The amount of love that people, aside from me, have for this exhibition game is crazy. I would love to see it become more of a all-star game, literally. You know, we love the American sports, and I would just love to see an all-star kind of system to it almost, where, where the very best of our competition play, not the best guy from three years ago, and not pick pick them on form, but I also just think that you know, just make it the very best and it becomes a lot more fun. It's not so gritty yeah. and, and dour. It's, you know, if Tom Trebojevic is in form, well, yeah. put him on the wing and let's see what the skinny kid can do, you know? And it doesn't matter who's picking. Like, imagine if we did, we put it to a vote, you know, like they do in the All-Star games. Like, yeah. imagine some of the names would be coming through. <laughs> like, Kobe Bryant played in the All-Star game this year. He was terrible this year. You know, there might be some of those... Like sentimental votes going into origin, like you well, know, and that's a, and that's a pro. Like you know, imagine if um, Robbie Farah, you know, yeah. gets in next year because oh, Robbie's got you know a lot of fans out there. Okay, well, and let's, it's let's, like, well, Nathan Peets is killing it for the Titans, but he can't get in. Let's make like, it. Let's make it a three-two-one then. Yeah, oh, three-two. Serious? Oh, Schnaz. Well, mm. uh, uh, Sam Fire's tackle. And I saw last night that he got two weeks. He did. And I was like, oh, yeah, Alex McKinnon got life yes. for a similar sort of situation. Yes. And, and you're giving, for now, he can still play in game three. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, is that right? What, yeah. what a joke. Parker looked after him. You've got to give credit to Corey Parker. I think he plucked Gal, like, tried to get him off his head as soon as possible because right. he was low, I think, or... Oh, he was high in the tackle, but ended up being on the ground with him. But yeah, as it, soon as it happened, I, honest to God, yeah. I thought about Alex McKinnon, and I, yeah. I, that story affected me and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But I don't sit around thinking about the situation or what he's doing yeah. now. But when I saw that, that's what happened to Alex McKinnon. The NRL, they need to stamp it out completely. Like yeah. you cannot put your hand there, and you cannot yeah. lift someone. And I don't know what they have to do to penalise these guys, but you cannot do it. Like yeah. You've got a guy in a wheelchair. It's not because of Jordan McLean. It's not because of the way he was trained to play. It's because of yeah. the rules, the, the lack of, of penalties when these things go wrong. And, and yeah. like you're playing with people's lives here, man. Sorry, I'm not, I wasn't having a go at Queensland or anything there. I'm, I was having a go at the rule makers, Absolutely. the judiciary. Absolutely. That was so disrespectful. What happened with Thiday? How it's just been, you know, pretty much gone, gone to the um, the match review committee quickly. Like he's been suspended quick. Like he's pleaded guilty. It's like you know what? McKinnon's it's, McKinnon's it's, sitting there. He's sitting there. Yeah. Going. Are you serious? Yeah. Are, you guys don't give a shit. Yeah. Gallon doesn't get up, and he's out for 10 weeks or he's under under a cloud with his neck, he may not play again or he may not walk again, well, then it becomes serious. But it's serious as soon as you put your hand between the legs and lift them. I think about the US with their gun control and stuff. And right. it's like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Like, that shit's going to happen. 
But then when something really bad happens, like you hear some people kick up a stink and it's like, oh, there's one little thing here and there's one little thing there, but it's all good. Like, oh, that kid got shot or that lady yeah. got shot. Oh, it's all good. Oh, that was just, you know, that was a dangerous tackle. Two weeks, two weeks. But then when something big happens, like a like a massacre, like what happened to Alex McKinnon. Yeah. It's like, oh, far out. Oh, we're going to do something. Oh, yeah. oh, this is ridiculous. This is, this and is this what is we're going to do to make it safe. It's, yeah. it's all reactive. It's all like reactive. And it's yeah. like, you guys are you kidding yourselves. Yeah. Because it's an origin player, it doesn't mean that it's not as bad as what might happen in, in park footy or, you know, in, in under 20s. Yeah. Like, just get it out. Give him eight weeks. Yeah. Like, yes, he's remorseful for it, but... Like Jordan McLean no... got more weeks because Jordan McLean got more weeks because the guy can't can't walk. Yeah, that's that's what we're saying. So Isn't... we're saying if okay, if this happens, he gets more weeks. Ridiculous, ridiculous the, the theory. Thing is Brooksy is there wasn't yeah. even really any malice in it. So that shows how dangerous the game can be when you're just making a tackle. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like lift him here, and it's not like he intentionally yeah. wanted to kill the guy. Yeah, that's how kind of. But no, none of them things. do. That's no, a, but that's a thing well, well, I don't know about that. But what I'm saying is that's how easily a tackle can go wrong. Like, it wasn't even like a, a forceful big hit. It was like, oh, tackled, plonk, you're on your head. Brooksy, oh, look at the time. It's 8.52. You know what's coming up. Yeah, I've got to get ready for the draft, Naz. I've heard from sources that you've been spending a lot of your days dissecting this draft and putting it out to the world for all the world to see, particularly on a Facebook group. Where is Aussie Ben Simmons going to go? Oh, he's going number one, Shaz. Yeah. I think Bogey was Bogey was number one in uh, 2004. Okay. And it'll be 12 drafts since the last Aussie went number one. Now, and who's got the pick? Is it Philadelphia? No. Phil, the 76ers, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so we're going, going to play in Philadelphia. It's a shame he won't drop to LA. It would be probably really good for Aussies mm. in particular to yeah. be able to see... Ben play in LA. Obviously, a lot of Aussies already over there. A lot of Aussies aspire to go to LA at some stage throughout their lives. Not so much Philadelphia, mm. but yeah, it should be should be good to see him go number one and and obviously follow his career over the next hopefully decade or two. Just like I'm going to follow your career over the next decade or two, Brooksy. <laughs> um, I've got to go. Thank yeah. you for this pop up league life podcast episode chat thingamajiggy it's been fun good stuff hopefully we can do a few more maybe we do one on uh saturday when the sharkies go for their uh, get their 11th straight win well let's let's see how they go i'm hoping they will <laughs> just not get ahead of ourselves here okay either way i want to hear you you're enjoying it or just going oh no oh, it's yes. happening again that'd, that'd be great for everyone to hear <laughs> what's that Sorry. that would be great for everyone to hear me crying and no. fantastic i feel like you're almost willing something on here brooksy yeah what do you mean yeah you got a phone i'm talking about the moment you're willing on like you want us oh. to lose is that what you're saying no i don't want you to lose all right, all right. i want you to win i want you to win this year i want to be down there like with the with the Cronulla fans enjoying it. Mm. A bit like, oh, did you see what happened in Cleveland during the week? 1.3 million. I did. You might get 1,300 down <laughs> in the streets of Cronulla. But You're having a good time. Far out. What that are you talking insane, about? insane, man. What are you, no, Phil Gould or something? Come on. No, I was just saying in terms of the scale of populations scale, in the States. Yes. and 
and I Cleveland. Predict, and I, I predict there'll be tens of thousands when the day does happen, though. Ohio and Sh- and the Shire are sort of, you know, uh, they're different sort of sizes there, But, yeah, I think it could be thousands, if not tens of thousands down there. I'll see you soon, buddy. Yeah, sounds good, Shnaz. Take care. Take care.